Hello and welcome back to Slugcast. Today, Francis and I are covering an episode on wildfire season in California, where devastating wildfires occur every year throughout the state. We are currently in fire season right now, and as fall commences, wildfires are only getting more severe. The best thing that we can do as students is stay informed and know where we can obtain reliable information. We can also make a plan in case fires do arise. To start, let's get informed. If you'd like to check out the Office of Emergency Services Wildfire Awareness Guide, you can visit oes.ucsc.edu slash fire prevention forward slash wildfire awareness forward slash index On the website, there is a list of resources where you can find out where current wildfires are located in Santa Cruz and the surrounding area, how to prepare for wildfires, and safety initiatives that the department on campus is taking to prevent fires. The website also has a section detailed wildfires that have plagued the county in past years since 1954. Just to give a few examples, the first wildfire on record was in 1954 called the CZU Newell Creek. It burned 166 acres. In comparison, the CZU Lightning Complex fire burned 86,500 acres in 2020. As you can see, our fires are only getting worse, and prior to the 1950s, wildfire records are sparse for Santa Cruz County. According to the Santa Cruz Centennial, the CZU Lightning Fire Complex burned roughly 86,500 acres from the Santa Cruz Mountains into San Mateo County. More than 1,490 structures were lost and 911 homes in Santa Cruz County were burned. The Lightning Complex fire had one death and was recorded as the 12th most destructive fire in California history. In Big Basin, 97% of the 18,000 acre forest burned. Even though the CZU complex fire was declared controlled around Christmas of last year, the park has seen spot fires pop back up within hollowed out redwood cavities throughout the spring and summer. Nonetheless, signs of life persist within the burn scar the CZU complex fire left. And questions remain on long-term forest recovery and missed a changing climate and increasing wildfire risk. So, you can keep yourself informed through the Office of Emergency Services website, which again is oes.ucsc.edu, or you can also check the signs on campus that indicate fire danger levels on a daily basis. For a short rundown, here are what the fire danger ratings stand for. If the fire danger rating says low or it's green, then fires are unlikely to start and the environment will not be conducive to wildfire spread. If the danger rating says moderate or yellow, then fires are plausible and pose risk, and fires can spread at a moderate pace, but control should not be difficult. If the fire danger rating says high or it's red, then fires are likely, and fires can spread at a fast pace with environmental conditions that will make control difficult. And lastly, if the danger rating is extreme or orange, then fires can start and spread rapidly, and environmental conditions are conducive to erratic behavior it's also important to know how wildfires can affect your health and to develop a feasible plan you can follow in case of emergency. The smoke can make outdoor air unhealthy to breathe. You should be aware that some of the smoke from outdoors can enter your home and make it unhealthy to breathe indoor air too. I always check the weather app on my iPhone to see what the air quality is like, and if it's any worse than moderate, I usually try to stay inside. Be sure to get an air purifier for your home, and it's probably best to get it in advance. 
If you are close to a wildfire, the heavy smoke and ash can pose serious and immediate risks to your safety and health. You may also be exposed to the smoke even if the fire itself is far away. It may help to wear a particle-resistant mask when outside, which you should be doing anyway because of COVID. Smoke is made up of a complex mixture of gases and fine particles produced when wood and other organic materials burn. The biggest health threat from smoke is from fine particles. These microscopic particles get, get into your eyes and your respiratory system where they cause health problems such as burning eyes, running noses, and illnesses like bronchitis. Fine particles can also aggravate chronic heart and lung diseases and are even linked to premature deaths in people with those conditions. It is important to have a personal wildfire action plan in place if you live in California. This is probably difficult for a college student, but still good to know. Officials say that the first action you can take for your home is to set up a defensible space. This is the 100 feet between your house and any surrounding wildlife, acting as a barrier and slowing the fire. It is considered the first line of defense for your home. It might be helpful to inform your family about the defensible space so they can implement it for their home. It is also important to make sure you know where to go if you get evacuated and plan what you would take with you. This way, you won't just take the first things you see if you have to evacuate quickly. Also, stay informed by watching, reading, listening to the news during wildfire season. 95% of the western U.S. is considered in a drought, and this summer has already consisted of above average temperatures. The peak of the wildfire season is usually in the middle and late August, so it has already passed. The sooner we understand how we might prevent wildfires collectively, the better. That's it for our episode today, folks. And for more information on fire safety, you can visit https colon forward slash forward slash oes dot ucsc dot edu forward slash fire dash prevention forward slash index dot html. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Savannah. And I'm Francis. This has been the Division of Student Affairs and Success Slugcast.